Hey, Mama, get ready to dive into a conversation that's as real as it gets. Today, we're sitting down with the amazing Jacqueline Witt to chat about the messy, beautiful adventure of guiding our kids' unique talents and navigating the roller coaster of motherhood. Ever wondered how to ignite those little sparks of passion in your kiddos or yourself? Or maybe you're on the homeschooling journey and looking for some insights, especially when faced with unique challenges. Well, you're in for a treat. Welcome to the Mama Genius Hub podcast, your hub for all things motherhood and self-discovery. I'm your host, Michelle DeKaiser, here to empower and connect you. Genius isn't a word around here, it's our guiding light. Guiding kids' genius, empowering mama's purpose, navigating motherhood, igniting connections, including the transformational powers of women's circles, unleashing self-care, and success stories of mothers just like you. Join us on our journey to live in your genius zone. Subscribe and let's do motherhood together. Hi, mamas. I'm so excited to have Jacqueline Witt here with me today. She has so much inspiration for us. She has been a screenwriter and helping kids rediscover their whole screen. But what we really and what we're really going to focus on today, though, is how we just talk about discovering our own purpose and then how we're going to inspire those around us to do that as well. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, Jacqueline. Okay. Um, I am a screenwriter. I actually started writing scripts when I was 11. Uh, just randomly, a friend of mine said, hey, you want to write a script with me? And I thought, why not? And then it turned out I loved it. And I just did it as like a, a closet hobby, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Like nobody knew I was doing it for years. It was just something I did for me because I found it therapeutic and interesting. And, uh, and then I shared one of my scripts um with my husband about seven or eight years ago and he was like oh this is amazing you need to actually like make this you should be doing this this should be your thing and so then i decided um yeah yeah okay i'll do it i'll do it and so then i i found a mentor and uh the rest is kind of history from there but um but yeah like i wrote all the time whether it was writing music or scripts or like because I'd write for stage or screen or whatever um but my kids always saw that I was doing something I always had something on the go <laughs> so them seeing that I love first of all I, I just have to say kudos to your husband for recognizing it and, and bringing that because I know some of us struggle with okay. um the spouses and, and and realizing your own dreams and, and we'll get to that but so from your kids watching this what what how what what inspiration did that bring to them well, it's interesting because there was one time where I had this job where I was like doing marketing stuff. And so I was writing marketing stuff like commercials and um, like even articles and stuff like that. And he was my oldest son was five or six at the time, old enough that he he could read a little bit. And uh, and I guess he saw my stuff and I saw him writing ads for his robot factory. <laughs> which is what he loved writing. He wrote all these comics about robot factories and it was so cute because it was spelled R-O-B-T, F-A-K-T-W-Y. I love it. <laughs> it was adorable. Uh, but yeah, so him seeing me working on this stuff, I guess, you know, inspired him like he could do that with what he was interested in. Oh, I love that. And and I think that it's so true. And I, and I think that's where sometimes we misplace that is we don't realize how much our kids are more watching what we do rather than what we say. Mm -hmm. And so like, for me, I've been realizing that as well as my, um, 
Actually, yesterday my daughter started her own YouTube channel without permission. Oh, wow. <laughs> seeing mommy do it, and 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 just the, the, what what happened because of that, and it wasn't even that she. I wasn't saying that she couldn't do it. It was this realizing that you are underage and that you need to do it with parental supervision and things like that. And so it's it's wanting them to have the experience and and grow, but also they're so young, and it's like wanting to protect them and, and yeah. be there with them. But but it's like seeing what you're doing is inspiring what they want to do. And they're like, I want to do this just like mommy is doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And even just realizing like doing things because you love it, you know? And, and I think that that's something that can get missed sometimes in our culture where, um, you know, like we're always focused on how do we make money? How do we build an empire? How do we, you know? And it's like, well, where is just the joy, right? Wh do you love it? Well, can you make time for it because you love it? You know, like I make time for people that I love and why not activities that I love? And I guess some people, like when it comes to uh, athletic stuff, you can easily say, well, it's good for my health and people will acknowledge that. But I mean, to have a hobby that is, maybe it's productive, maybe it's not. The fact is, does if it brings you joy and it's part of who you are and you're able to express that, I think there's so much value in being able to pursue that. Oh, I love that so much. I love the way you said just bringing the joy because I think that that's what it really comes down to because that's what the kids are seeing in, in us as well as us actually feeling that joy because I always use this quote, like we want our kids to be happy, healthy adults, right? But what is that, what model do are they seeing that be? And and I know like I've been struggling with that and, and figuring out my, my role in that, but it's like the more they're able to see that model and the more they're able to dream and see it. Cause as soon as we, our brains can focus on something and see it, then we're more likely to achieve it. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing goes with our kids is if they're, even if you're doing certain things, but like you said, is if you're not finding the joy in it or if you're miserable doing it, then what is the point? And you've actually, it's funny. Cause right before we got on today, I was telling you how I was redefining like again how you say like we're always like after like is it making money is it doing this stuff am i finding joy and i realized that the path i was going down was more along those lines and not what my vision was um, and i started i even did a short day on self-doubt because it was a doubt to myself of the vision i had that that's not going to happen then i'm like oh well what, how do i fix that because that's not what's going to happen and so no no no. i'm like okay let's get back on track because this is what brings me joy this is what i felt i was called to do and again, it's for me, it was coming back to making these group classes. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not finding the right mom. I'm not finding enough moms that want to do enough. I'm like, well, maybe I just haven't. I need to find new routes to try that rather mm -hmm. than try to change what the course was going to be. Because my passion was just in connecting moms and bringing them together so we can inspire each other and inspire our kids to grow and become more. Yeah. And so I just love how you said that so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And actually, like, as you're mentioning self-doubt, like, obviously, I think we all struggle with that at times. And so even for myself, like I've struggled with things because honestly, I mean, I, I teach screenwriting now. Um, and but at the same time, I think, well, I'm not the best screenwriter in the world, but what I am is willing, you know, and I'm the one that's willing to do the work. I'm the one that's willing to, you know, put curriculum together and then mentor people and and it's not to say that I'm the best, but I do have something worth offering and, you know, it's, and I'm willing. And I think that that matters more because I don't necessarily want to learn from the best screenwriter if they're not willing, 
you know, are they passionate about me or just about what they're doing? You know, and, and I think that that's where um, sometimes to get past that self-doubt to realize like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm offering value, but a lot of that value comes with me being passionate about the person that I'm working with. I love that so much because like you said, it comes down to how, what is, what is your passion and how do you feel inspired to inspire those around you? And I think as moms, that's where, I mean, when we feel like our number one job is to do is to, is to help our kids figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But moms, I want to ask you, have you figured out what you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, I, I feel like I'm barely starting to realize what I really want to do. And it's taken me, I mean, went to university, got my master's, got, went to teach in education, all those things. And, and, and we might come to the point where we thought we did all the right things, but they weren't actually fulfilling us. And that's where we're here to kind of say, it's okay, but let's see if we can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was, um, as I'm doing like podcasts and stuff, I end up talking about, you know, different aspects of my childhood. But the thing is like, when I was in elementary school, I remember people asking me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, I want to be an actress, a comedian, or work in a daycare. Like, <laughs> those wow, that's a wide gamut. <laughs> Right, right. Well, and, and he, I was definitely the class clown. As soon as the teacher left the room, I was up on my chair doing whatever it took to get the class to laugh. Uh, I was that kid. Uh, but then in um, high school, I got into music. And so then, you know, people ask me, what do you want to be? Well, maybe an actress or uh, a musician. I want to write music. And by the end of high school, I wanted to write film scores. Um, but it's crazy that screenwriting or any kind of writing other than music, didn't occur to me that that would be my path for a long time. Because like I said, it was like a closet hobby. I did it for me. I didn't necessarily think like, this is, this is my thing. Um, But then as I became a mom, which was definitely one of my goals. And so I was very happy about that. uh, I mean, I have to do something creative or I will get depressed. That's just something I've learned about myself. And so I had to figure out what can I do while I'm parenting and music. I still wrote songs and I actually produced an album uh, about 10 years ago, but uh, the music lifestyle, you know, if I want to be a musician, that means I have to be a performer, which means I have to travel. And it means that I have to book this and that. And and you got to, you have to be like a really good business person to make it in music. And I just thought this does not fit with the kind of lifestyle that I want as much as I love music. And so then I decided, okay, music, I will put that in my compartment of hobbies. Uh, But then I knew, well, I'm still going to pursue something creative. Um, And then when my husband, you know, showed so much support for the screenwriting, I thought, okay, I'll give that a shot. And so then when I found my mentor, I'm like, do I even have, like, I mean, I know I, I I think I like it. You know, it's good to me, but are other people going to like it? And then, you know, working with him, um, I was able to, you know, grow my my abilities and hone my skills and all of that. Um, But I had decided in high school, because I'm such an all-in person, I did not want to have my family and career at the same time. I definitely wanted both. But I felt like I would drop the ball in one or the other. And so that was a decision I made. So when my kids were in their final years of high school, then that's when I started, you know, kind of putting myself out there. I, I entered some competitions for writing. And uh, and then in my youngest son's last year of high school, 
uh, which I homeschooled my kids for the last six years of their high school. And so he was in his final year. I sold my first movie. And then uh, just like right after he turned 19, everything exploded for me. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I I've actually, um, since we spoke a couple weeks ago when we first met, I've actually, um, did I tell you at that time that I sold another movie or, or was no. it? Okay, so I sold another movie and I got hired on a project out of Jordan, which is actually a very big project. I can't say very much about yet, yes. but, um, but it's a really big deal. It's going to be distributed internationally. So I'm very excited. So yeah, like everything is just happening and the doors are flying open. And like, I kind of feel like I'm being overtaken by the blessings. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You're such an inspiration to us, but I love how you, you for you, you can mark compartmentalize, I can't talk today, and, and decide that you want to, but I love that you, you call it your silent hobby, or hidden, or how did you, I forgot how you worded it, but oh, my closet hobby, <laughs> closet hobby, but I think that's true as well as for us moms, is to, to figure out just, even if we don't want to pursue something right now, but to, to be finding that joy in the mm -hmm. things that we want to do, and, and like you said, right, when you were, it was ready, because you were cultivating it all those years, mm -hmm. that now it's flying, it's, it's out there, and I think sometimes I think a lot of us at the for me at least, um, the impatience of it, like wanting to like make it happen right now or, or, or not listening to your calling or whatever it is. And I love how you did it in steps and, and became that person that you, and, and now that everything's just flying out, it's just amazing. And I'm just so inspired by you, but like, I'm so glad we're chatting today because you're just giving me such inspiration today, I hope. And I know you're giving it to all the people watching right now as well, just because we need to take those steps and, and listen to what we need. And, and even if it is a closet hobby right now, cultivate it. Hey there, busy mamas. I know exactly how you feel. Overwhelmed, frustrated, and barely find time for yourself. Guess what? I've been there and I found a way out. I've got something just for you and it's called Busy Mamas 10 Ways to Reclaim Your Morning in One Minute. You see, during the chaotic times of getting my kids ready for school and wanting to pull my hair out, I realized I need to start taking care of myself too. It wasn't easy, but it was necessary. So here's your free gift for your first step to taking back your mornings and enjoying them again. And there's a bonus too to help you organize your mornings with your kids. So claim it at connectingmamas.com slash it's time to stop doing motherhood alone and start supporting each other. Find joy in doing the things that you enjoy to go through the day and to inspire your kids with the activities and things you're doing together. And that's one of the things I want to um, talk a little bit more about is, is looking at how we do the things with our kids. Cause I think a lot of times we feel like we have to do certain things with our kids, but I like, but when we talk about the things that we choose to do with our kids and looking, like you said, like you enjoyed writing your son was and doing that alongside of you. And same thing with my daughter and she loves drawing. So I try to do more drawing with her and things that I feel inspired as well. And I think that that's a key for mom to look out for in those closet hobbies is what do you actually enjoy doing with your kids? Not mm -hmm. the things you feel like you have to do because Granted, I won't go build all the towers or Legos. That's something my husband does with them. But that doesn't mean I have to. Right. And I think sometimes like we feel we put this burden on ourselves. I don't know if you felt that way too as well. Uh, well, yeah, especially as a single parent. Um, there was uh, six and a half years that I was a single parent. And so obviously in that case, I couldn't just say, go do that with your dad. Although there were times I would tell my son like, you're going to have to take that next time you see your dad. Cause he would come to me with some toy that needed to be put together and give me the instructions. I was like, mm, Nope. <laughs> Sorry. My brain just 
does not work that way. <laughs> but then what happened was he actually took the toy and the instructions went away, built the whole thing, brought it back to me and said, mom, I, I just need one thing. Don't worry. I'll show you how to do it. Just put this piece here. Cause he wasn't strong enough to be able to actually do it. But, but he had built the whole thing. And that was like one of the times where I realized like this kid has skills cause he was five and he was able to do something I could not do. And so from then on, he was the one that put anything together. If we bought furniture, it was his job to put it together. I'd be there and he would tell me what to do and I'd do it, but he was the one that read the instructions. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, as a single parent, like it was hard sometimes to figure out like, what do I do in this situation? That was actually one of the hardest things about being a single parent is just figuring out like, what do I do? There's not someone else here that understands all the details in order to be able to weigh in like really effectively to understand why this matters and why we can't do that or can't do this or you know that was really hard um but but yeah like just recognizing the things like my older son it was very clear the things that he was interested in and i found out later my older son actually uh, is on the autism spectrum and so for him he wasn't just that he liked things he was passionate about things he loved um, like Lego and stuff like that, but he also loved video games. And like, that was crazy because I had to like, um, be very careful with how much time he had. Cause he would go nuts and he got like addicted so quickly. Uh, but my younger son, he was harder to figure out. Um, cause he just, his strength is people. He's such a people person. So he loves to do what other people are doing. So it was really hard for me to figure out. Yeah. But what do you want? And so I would often have to separate him from his brother because his brother was just so dominating in his personality that they would always do what he wanted. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that was one of the, the best things that I did um, was to separate him and put him with different groups of kids to, to allow him to experience different things. But also there were certain groups where he tended to take the lead and then other groups where he didn't. And so I kept putting him in the groups where he would take the lead to see, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, this way you make the decisions, right? Uh, yeah, so that's that was one of the ways that I was able to kind of figure out what he enjoys. Well, it's kind of funny that you say that because I feel like my son, he's got cooking and he's got his stout stuff. And, like, he's, like, got these these different things that he likes doing. My daughter loves drawing. She loves her evil pumpkin writing and, and this stuff. But like you said, my youngest daughter seems to latch on to what the other two are doing. However, the other day, um, when she was four, we, that was one year we the one year we homeschooled, um, we used to do our morning routines together and do our meditations and things together. And it was one day as a four-year-old that she says, Mama, can I just do the meditation like out loud myself and guide us? Like I'm tired of listening to these ones. <laughs> And she was just like, let me do it. So actually last couple of days, she's wanted to sit outside and record some meditations for other kids. Like, and so I was just like, let's explore that and, and see where you're at. Not necessarily that she actually wants to do the meditations, but she wants to leave them for other kids, but it's, it's helping calm her and just feel like, Oh, like, can we go edit those? Can we do this? And, and just, just wow. kind of seeing like where that's coming from. And, and I think that's what this whole conversation comes back to is, exploring the things that the kids like to do because I feel like especially the kids that are in school we focus so much on what they don't do well mm -hmm. like if, if they're not doing well in math they, they need to spend extra time doing it right but as parents I just want to throw this idea out here at home 
try to focus on some of the things that they're doing well and just inspire them to do that more often. For instance, for my son, um, he had, um, he was in middle school and the girls were still in the elementary, so he got home an hour earlier. And so I tried to do something with him after school at that time period. We ended up watching um, uh, uh, an entrepreneur um, for kids. And it was one video that we got the VIP pass for, but it was about microgreens and how to grow them and make your own business. One day we watched the video together. The next, and to this day, he's still working on growing them and making them and has not even asked for my help. But but like it's, it's, it's just keep opening and encouraging them and finding new opportunities for them to try different things such as um, my daughter had no idea, but she would start doing these swim classes. Next thing you know, she's on the swim team because it's just that, and it's not something we pushed her to do. Our, mm -hmm. our one requirement is if you decide to like do a soccer season or you decide something, you have to stick the whole season out. If you don't like it after that point, good, you can say goodbye, no problem, but you need to finish out a commitment and, um, and then decide. Cause I feel like sometimes you don't give things a fair shot as well. Um, but for the kids, I really think it's our job as parents to really hone in on what they enjoy doing. Cause they're not necessarily always getting that school. They're always told what they need to work on. If right. But I know you homeschooled more. I didn't know if that led you to homeschooling or what, what led your decision to homeschooling? Well, actually the decision to homeschool came out of um, like realizing like my older son, I mentioned he's on the spectrum. Well, I didn't realize that. Like we finally got a diagnosis when he was, uh, I think, 11 close to 12 um and so part of what really led to us needing a diagnosis was his emotional instability and um he he would speak with like suicidal ideation a lot and it was uh very difficult uh, there were times where i was just grateful that he was too naive to know how to do it because he was determined uh, he, he came out of his room one time with a plastic bag on his head, so frustrated and saying like, why doesn't it work? Because he, he knew it was dangerous to put a plastic bag on your head, but he didn't understand how, how it actually worked. Right. And so I was just glad that, that he didn't understand how, how to actually do it. Um, so when we finally got the diagnosis and then finally we were able to, um, to help him understand why he's different, why things are hard for him. Cause he would have meltdowns at school almost all the time. And of course that's embarrassing. You know, he's has enough awareness to realize like, I'm embarrassed when I cry in front of my classmates, but he, it happened like every day because afternoon he was done, right? The morning he did all the academic classes. And in the afternoon there was like, choir, which he hated, PE, which he hated. I mean, all cooking, all of his, you know, the social classes, which were the hardest for him at the end of the day, which worked for all the other neurotypical kids, right. but not for him. And so once we got the diagnosis and then I said to the school, like, can we do kind of uh, a combination where he'll go to school in the mornings and then he can come home in the afternoons and I'll work on this other stuff with him. I'll teach him elect electives. I'll do like the physical, uh, you know, education with him. And, and actually I was a fitness instructor at the time, so it totally worked. Um, and so we kind of did this half and half thing. And at the same time, because uh, where I lived, there was um, some government funding if you had a child with autism. And so I had a bit of funding. So I was able to actually find uh, 
uh, a teacher who came in to work with my son a couple times a week um, to teach him, or not a couple times a week, sorry, a couple times a month to teach him some uh, programming skills because he loved computers, he loved programming. And so I knew like this is something that we need to develop and it brought him joy. And so my goal was to lower that stress and increase the joy. And so in that first year of getting the diagnosis where we were able to finally make some real changes, I also as a parent had to change my expectations and my perspective, like, okay, so I'm in teaching mode, not like disciplining mode because there's, I have to understand that it's gonna take him longer to learn this. So that teaching mode is what gave me that more patience to be like, okay, so this is where I'm going to link him back to the last time we talked and then we're going to learn something more and then move forward and I'm going to have this conversation again. And so I just, I was able to take in that, that degree of patience that was required. But in that first year of getting that diagnosis is when so much turned around and he stopped talking about wanting to die and he got excited. Like when he was laughing and giggling, I was like, who is this kid? I haven't heard him laugh and giggle in years. So, so yeah, like finding something that, that gives your kid joy can actually like save their life, literally. I love that so much. You just spoke to my heart right now. And I think that's, I think that's what it comes all down to is we, I feel like for me, at least I've been so busy, like sometimes with all the activities and stuff that you forget. What is it that the kids actually enjoy doing? And even, um, like the summer, like we've done a lot of different vacations and stuff. And then some days it's just like, I'm home doing some of my, my work and stuff. And I'm feeling guilty. It, you know, you get that little guilt complex in there about that. We're not out doing something, but I look around and my daughter is painting all day and like doing her thing. And I'm like, not realizing how important that is, but like putting that in perspective is giving them the opportunity to have their own space and their own time to do some of these things, such as create a YouTube video with that. <laughs> Right? <laughs> got me knowing it yesterday um she was so proud of herself um and and i think and it's just and it's not and again it's it's i want her to explore that but i want her to explore it safely and, and being a, a minor like we have to work on those things and i think that's important conversations to have with them and so she wasn't as thrilled when i wasn't as excited about how many views one of her videos got versus like let's do this properly and let's be safe about how a 10 year old is going to run a youtube station and an adult needs to be monitoring it and those kind of conversations so we we, we had that after she got her anger out and and i think that's what it all comes down to though is really having that balance be, and again i don't even like the word balance it's more of a dance of things that they want to do but they are still learning and how to learn how to do it with, with guidance. Mm -hmm. so we want to give them some leeway, but we need to still as adults be guiding them because yeah. they do not know all the dangers of the internet or things yet. Um, and and so I, like this dance thing, I know what you said is it's not so much balance. It's more like a dance. I think if you look at balance, like an overall big picture, right? Not a daily balance or may, even maybe a yearly balance because seasons come where it's like, that's your focus right now, right? Like when my son was dealing with suicidal ideation, that was my focus. I was not focused on writing songs or movies or like my creativity stuff. I, there was very, very little of it. I mean, I was working as a fitness instructor. And so my creativity was like developing the choreography for the class. That was as much creativity as I had time to engage in. But uh, but I was focused on like the crisis that was at hand. 
And so the overall balance though, if I look at how did I raise my kids from, you know, the time that I gave birth to the time that they moved out to be independent, did I give them a balanced childhood? And mm -hmm. I can say yes to that, but I can't necessarily say that I gave them a balanced week by week or month by month or year by year. Just overall, they did receive a balance. And and I, I love that the way you, you explain balance and, that, and the way I've just been looking at balance is you just always think it has to be equal. Like there's this balanced pressure on each side. And so that's why I just was more like with the rhythm. And I love the way you though you brought the perspective back of the balance because it really is. It's, it's when we look more at a whole picture and sometimes we're so focused on one moment and yes, there isn't going to be that. And it just feels like this pressure going on. So that's why I, I think as we're both agreeing, like in the moment of it, we're just going through the dance of it and where do we need to put our focus and really making that intention behind it of what, what our focus needs to be at that moment. And I know we're running close on time today because we've been having so much fun and we're going to have to do this again, but <clears throat> tell everyone how they can get a hold of you and, and learn more about your writing class and, and whatever you want to share with us. Let, let, Okay, great. Actually, I have a writing program for teens that I am starting in the fall. It starts the first week of October uh, and it runs for eight months. It's a mentorship program, live online classes, so they'll be able to interact with other teens. And so familyfriendlyscreenwriting.com. That's the website. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, we're also on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I think we're on Twitter, but I'm not really a Twitter person. And <laughs> So you can't really rely on us there. Uh, but but if you feel like you have a highly creative uh, teen that but maybe they struggle in school, because to be honest, it sounds crazy and it's ironic. I barely passed English in high school. I have ADHD. My brain does not necessarily work for paragraphs very well. I've learned the skill. I'm great at it now. But like it took me longer than high school to develop that. And uh, anyway, so. Um, if they struggle with executive function, you know, maybe they're struggling in school, but they have this story and they just want to be able to tell it, maybe screenwriting is an option, you know? And so I, I just, I want to encourage, um, you know, if, especially if you're homeschooling, because it could actually be used as part of homeschooling curriculum. I have all of the learning outcomes on our website. So you can see like, oh yeah, that checks like all these boxes and it could even be like a high school English class, or it could be an elective. I love that so much. And I just love how giving kids another outlet. And I think the creativity and sometimes we get so honed in, like I said, on, on the school means and like the English class and, and doing it a certain way. But again, life is so versatile that like really, I'm just asking moms, get a little curious with your kids out there, get a little curious with yourself. And what are the things that I love doing? Because we want to really inspire that genius in each of us. And the more we're doing what we're really good at, then the more we're all connecting and happy and doing things, fun things together, it gives you that space and that energy to be there with each other and have fun doing it. And so be on the lookout for it. Just ask, her, ask yourself the question, what do I like doing? And looking at what are my kids really enjoying doing? What do they seem really good at? Are they really good at building? Are they really good at drawing? What are just some of the things that they just naturally tend to use that as your guidance to encourage them to do more of it? And, and at home, that they're doing more of the things that they're passionate about, regardless of what's happening at school that they need to focus and stuff on, but give them that outlet at home to really grow and, and find their genius. Because so that we're not all, all of a sudden like, what am I good at? Let's start encouraging that now. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult you know, when they're in high school and it's like, okay, so what are you going to do after high school? And they're like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> 
or you're graduating college and all of a sudden and I know I felt that way like oh well I'm just gonna fall into this and I fell into teaching because I didn't really take the time and so and even if that that is you as a mom now that's what we're here for that's what all of this is about is helping us connect and figure it out together to then inspire our kids to do it sooner and the more we all get towards finding our our own genius and inspiring each other the better and happier we all be I want to thank you so much, Jacqueline, for joining us today. It was such a pleasure to have on you. And I cannot wait to hear more about the movies and stuff when you can share it with us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And we'll get back to that. But bye for now, all. Before we wrap up, here are some specific key takeaways from the podcast. Number one, identify and nurture your child's unique talents. Recognize your child's specific interests, such as cooking, drawing, or meditation, and create opportunities for them to explore and develop these passions. Number two, tailor learning to your child's needs. Consider homeschooling as a personalized approach, especially if your child faces challenges in traditional schooling and tailor the curriculum to align with their strengths and interests. Number three, empowerment through understanding. Gain a deeper understanding of your child's needs, particularly if they have unique challenges like autism. Empower yourself as a mom to navigate and support your child effectively. Number four, embrace the joy in everyday moments. Acknowledge the importance of everyday joys, such as a child enjoying painting or creating meditations. Provide a space for your child to express creativity and find joy in their unique activities. Number five, prioritize self-care for mom. Recognize the value of self-care for both moms and kids. Explore self-care practices that align with your family's dynamics and contribute to a balanced life. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mama Genius Hub podcast, where we aim to inspire, connect, and empower extraordinary mamas like you. Your support can make a difference. Please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more mamas on their genius journey. Until next time, stay connected and keep shining your unique light in our community. Let's do motherhood together.